जय राधा माधव जय कुंज बिहारी His divine grace, Shilesi, Vaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki. Jayam Vishnupad, 
all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Tapalai Kustusa. Tiksa? Tap Tiksa. Welcome. Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Arindama Bolo Shravanam Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Everybody's got to do it together. This is uh, one single-minded focus, not many branches. Everyone together, one more time. Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vinda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinla Sankirtan means together, chanting. So we are reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Leela 21, chapter 21, which is the opulence and sweetness of Lord Shri Krishna, and we're beginning with text 105. Bhushanera Bhushana Anga Taha Lilita Tribanga Taha Upar Vrbhududana Narthan Terachena Yatran Bhan Dharadridha Sadanan Vinde Radha Gopi Ghanaman Translation The ornaments that caress the body the ornaments caress that body. But the transcendental body of Krishna is so beautiful that it beautifies the ornaments he wears. Therefore, Krishna's body is said to be the ornament of the ornaments. What is Krishna's body said to be? Okay, we'll read it again. Ornaments caress that body, but the, tran- but the transcendental body of Krishna is so beautiful that it beautifies the ornaments that he wears. Therefore, Krishna's body is said to be the ornament of the ornaments. Enhancing the wonderful beauty of Krishna is his three curved style of standing. Do you know who also has a three-curved style of standing? Krishna trivia question. 
at Bhuj? Who else? That's Srimati Radharani. According to Chaitanya Charitamrita. Above all these beautiful features, Krishna's eyes dance and move obliquely, acting like arrows to pierce the minds of Srimati Radharani and the gopis. When the arrows succeed in hitting their target, their minds become agitated. So what are the arrows? Can I read again? Enhancing the wonderful beauty of Krishna is his three-curved style of standing. Above all these beautiful features, Krishna's eyes dance and move obliquely, acting like arrows to pierce the minds of Srimati Radharani and the gopis. When the arrows arrow succeeds in hitting the target, their minds become agitated. What are the, what are the arrows? His glance. Yes. Brahman lopari parevyom tahan ye sarupganan taban sabhabhave hariman patirata shiromani yanrataha vedavani akarsheye se lakshmi ghanan the beauty of Krishna's body is so attractive that it attracts not only the demigods and other living entities within this material world, but the personalities of the spiritual sky as well, including the Narayanas, who are expansions of Krishna's personality. The minds of the Narayanas are thus attracted by the beauty of Krishna's body. In addition, the goddesses of fortune, Lakshmi's, who are the wives of the Narayanas, are the women described in the Vedas as the most chaste, are also attracted by the wonderful beauty of Krishna. Chari Gopi Manorate Manmate Ramanmate Namadhare Madanan Mohanan Jini Panchashar Dharpa Swayam Nava Kandarpa Rasakara Lana Gopigan Favoring the gopis, Krishna rides on the chariots of their minds, and just to receive loving service from them, he attracts their minds like Cupid. Therefore he is called Madan Mohan, the attractor of Cupid. Cupid has five arrows, representing form, taste, smell, sound, and touch. Krishna is the owner of these five arrows, and with his Cupid-like beauty, he conquers the minds of the gopis, though they are, are very proud of their super-excellent beauty. Becoming a new Cupid, Krishna attracts their minds and engages in the rasa dance. So what are the five arrows? Form. Smell, taste, touch, form. Sound, yeah. So he must have a very nice voice. Nijasam Saka Sange Goganas Charana Range Vrindavana Swashanda Vihar Yanra Venodvani Shuni Stavara Jangama Prani Pulaka Kampa Ashu Vahedhar 
Actually, when they're describing 64 qualities of Krishna, many of it is about his his speech, his eloquence, his uh, knowledge of language, his uh, very cunning speech. So Krishna, he can speak to all the different animals. For example, what is the first letter in Sanskrit? Ah, yeah. And what is the uh, last letter? The last letter in the Sanskrit alphabet. Ha. Aha. A and ha. The visarga. You know visarga? You know the visarga? Yeah, so aha. These are the first letter and last letter. It's like A to Z. So Krishna's first instruction in the Gita is in uh, which chapter? Mishra Bhagavan Prabhu. Second chapter. Asho chan anasho chashtvam. So the first instruction starts with the letter A. And Ashochan means don't worry. And the last instruction, what is Krishna's last instruction? Considering the conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita according to Srila Prabhupada and Aracharyas, what is that one? Yeah. So he says, Sarva Dharman Prithajamam Ekam Sharanam Jav Aham Tom Sarva Papavu. Mokshami Masuchaha. So from A to Z. Krishna starts off say with the letter A, A, and he ends with the last letter, Aha, Suchaha. And this ha or ha is actually the last letter, not that not the Visarga, but this Visarga is same as the ha. What does that word Masuchaha mean? Arindama. What is that first, Mr. Bhagavan? Sarva Dharman, Prithaja, Ven, and all varieties of religion, and? And then what's the last word? Do not worry. Do not fear. So the first word in the Bhagavad Gita is? Do not worry, starting with the letter A. And the last word in the Bhagavad Gita ending is do not worry, starting ending with the ha, the, the last letter of Sanskrit. So that is an aha moment. Krishna is so eloquent that he has put these little uh, Sanskrit decorative features. He's very eloquent in his speech. The translation, when Krishna wanders the forest of Vrindavan with his friends on an equal level, there are innumerable cows grazing. This is another of the Lord's blissful enjoyments. When he plays on his flute, all living entities, including trees, plants, animals, and human beings, tremble. And are saturated with jubilation. Tears. Pulaka kampa ashudharadvaradhar. Means that their uh, kampa is trembling. Pulaka, jubilant. Ashu means tears. They flow constantly from their eyes. Muktahar bhakapanti indriya dhanu pichatati. Pitambar Viju Shanchar Krishna Nava Jalanda Jagat Sasya Upar Varishe Lilamritadhar Krishna wears a pearl necklace that appears like a chain of white ducks around his neck. The peacock feather in his hair appears like a rainbow. His yellow garments 
appear like lightning in the sky. Krishna appears like a newly risen cloud. And the gopis appear like newly grown grains on the field. Constant rains of nectarian pastimes fall upon these newly grown grains. And it seems that the gopis are receiving beams of life from Krishna exactly as the grains receive life from the rains. Madhurya Bhagavata Sarvaja Kaila Parachar Tahashuka Vyaseranandan Stane Stane Bhagavate Varniyache Jananite Tahanshunamate Bhaktagan The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is full of all six opulences. What are the six opulences? The name and fame is the same thing. So fame, strength, detachment, beauty, intelligence, he happens to own all the planets too. He's very wealthy. Okay, so we're full of all six opulences, including his attractive beauty, which engages himself in the in conjugal love with the gopis. Such sweetness is the quintessence of his qualities. Shukadeva Goswami, the son of Vyasadeva, has described these pastimes of Krishna throughout Srimad Bhagavatam. Hearing the descriptions, the devotees become mad with love of God. Kahite Krishna rase shoka padi prema veshe prema sanatana hata dhari Gopi Bhagya Krishna Gun Yekayala Varnanan Bhavavesha Mathura Nagari. Just as the women of Mathura ecstatically describe the fortune of the gopis of Vrindavan and the transcendental qualities of, pa- of Krishna, Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu described the different mellows of Krishna and became overwhelmed with ecstatic love. So who is here, who's com- being compared to the uh, the ladies of Mathura? Just as the women of Mathura ecstatically describe the fortune of the gopis of Vrindavan and the transcendental qualities of Krishna, Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu described the different mellows of Krishna and became overwhelmed with ecstatic love. Grasping the hand of Sanatana Goswami, he recited the following verse. Gopastata pakimacharan yad amusharupam Lavanyasaram asamordvam ananyasidham Drigbhipibhanti anusavabhi navam durapam Ekantadamayashasa Shriya Aishwarasya Translation What austerities must the gopis have performed? With their eyes, they always drink the nectar of the form of Lord Krishna, which is the essence of loveliness and is not to be equaled or surpassed. That loveliness is the only abode of beauty, fame, and opulence. It is self-perfect, ever fresh, and unique. This is a purport. This is a verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 44, 14. It was spoken by the women of Mathura, 
when they saw Krishna in the wrestling arena. So when people saw Krishna in the wrestling arena, they all saw him different according to their own status in life. So it's described that the wrestlers, they saw him as a... What did the wrestlers see him as? Who's here read Krishna book? As a thunderbolt. But yeah, there's one of them that saw him as death personified. That was Kamsa. And the, the ladies, they saw him as, as like Cupid personified. And it says those who were unintelligent, they saw him as unintelligent. They just put their perception on him. And the sages saw him as the like supreme Brahman. The Brahmanas, you know, so they all saw him differently. Some of them saw him as uh, Cupid. Some of them saw him as death. Tarunmita paravartarang lavanyasar Tate se avarta bhavod gam Vanshidvani chakravata nari manatin pata Taha dhubhaya lahaya ugama udgam the bodily beauty of Krishna is like a wave in the ocean of eternal youth. And that great ocean is a whirlpool of the awakening of ecstatic love. The vibration of Krishna's flute is like a whirlwind. And the flickering minds of the gopis are like straw, straws and dry leaves. After they fall down in the whirlwind, they never rise again, but we remain eternally at the lotus feet of Krishna. Saki he kuntapa koila gopigam Krishna rupa sudadhuri pibi pibi netrabari shragakara janma tanuman Oh my friend! What severe austerities have the gopis performed to drink his transcendental beauty and sweetness through their eyes in complete fulfillment? Thus they glorify their births, bodies, and minds. Ye madurira urdva an nahi yara saman parabhyama sarupe kane Yehon sab avatari paravyoma adhikari e madura nahi narayane. The sweetness of Krishna's beauty is enjoyed by the gopis is unparalleled. Nothing is equal to or greater than such ecstatic sweetness. Even the predominating deities of Vaikuntha, planets, the Narayanas, do not possess such sweetness. Indeed, none of the incarnations of Krishna up to Narayan possess such transcendental beauty. There's this expansion of that verse uh, that was quoted from the Bhagavatam. Asama Urdva means... Asama means no equal urdhvana, no one above. So Krishna possesses, there are 64 qualities, and it describes that the living entities can possess up to 52% of these qualities. Uh, like Lord Brahma can possess, is the manifestation of someone manifesting 52% of Krishna's 64 qualities. And above him is Lord Shiva, who manifest a greater percent of those 64 qualities. And then you have, uh, above him is the Narayan, the Lord Narayan himself. 
He is Bhagavan. This is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he manifests 60 of the 64 qualities. Yes. Yes. So, she asked, we said, Lord Narayan is the incarnation of Krishna. So in the Vedic literature, it describes that you have four yugas. You have Satya, Treta, Dwarpa, and Kali. And when you go through one yuga, that is called a Chatur yuga. Four yugas together. Maha yuga, Chatur yuga. If you have 1,000 of those, that is called a kalpa. Kalpa means one day of Brahma's time. So in one day of Brahma's time, there are a thousand Satyugas, Tretayugas, Dwarpayugas, Kaliyugas that have happened. A thousand times they've gone through this cycle in one day. So that means in one kalpa there is a thousand Dwarpayugas. That, is, that have gone through. So in the Sastra it describes that Krishna, the Swayam Bhagavan, the source of all avatars, appears once out of a thousand cycles. The other Dwarpa Yugas, it is, is expansion. There is what is called avatar and there is what is called avatari. Avatari means the source, the first candle. So, all the other avatars come from Narayan. So, if you came, if you were around for 999 other uh, Dwarpa Yugas, those Krishnas would be avatars of Narayan. So one out of a thousand times, the idea that Krishna is an incarnation of Narayan is correct. One out of a thousand, uh, 999 out of a thousand times, that is correct. But one out of 900, uh, one out of a thousand times, that is incorrect. The actual original form appears. So you have, so from Narayan in the spiritual world, he incarnates as Mahavishnu. His name is Karana Dakshai Vishnu. He is the first of three Purushas. These are called Ma- the three Purusha, Purushavatars. So the first Purusha, he is so big, Mahavishnu, he is not just little Maha, he is so big that universes come out of his pores. All the different universes. What we live in, as far as we can go, is one universe. But unlimited universes are coming out of his pores. They live when he exhales. (sighs) They come out of his pores. So the universes, the entire universes, little, like sweat comes out of our pores, entire universes come out of his pores. And then he enters into each universe in a second incarnation. So the first Purusha is called Karana Dakshai Vishnu. Can you say that? Karana Dakshai Vishnu or Mahavishnu. But then he goes into those universes in a much smaller form. This form is so small that it's the size of the whole universe. So that's also very big. And his name is Garbo Dakshai Vishnu. So Garbo Dakshai Vishnu, he lies down on Shesha. 
And he produces this garba, this water, that fills up half of the universe. And from his belly button, a lotus grows. And then on that lotus, Brahma is born. This is happening in every other universe as well. There are billions of other Brahmas and billions of other universes. But in one universe, he is lying down in this form that's much smaller. It's just the size of the universe itself. And Brahma is born from the stem of the, lo- uh, the, the, the world of the lotus. And he does tapa, he does austerities and he uh, gets to see Krishna and Krishna gives him a vision of the spiritual world and says, okay, now you make a, a, a imitation, Give an, uh, make something like the spiritual world, but it's material. So there are animals here, there are everything that's there you find here. But an imitation, not uh, not like the real thing. So then he also enters in a much smaller form. This is called Shiro Dakshai Vishnu. Shira means what? Shira. Shira means milk. So he enters into this into the atom. One form was so big that universes are coming out of his pores. And one form is so small that it enters into the smallest thing in creation. So that is called Shiro Dakshai Vishnu. Shiro Dakshai Vishnu, he enters into the atom and he enters into the heart of all living entities. There he is known as Janardana. He is also known as Antaryami. He is also known as uh, uh, Paramatma. Super soul. So he is the one that is giving guidance to all living entities. That same form of the Lord, Shirodakshay Vishnu, he has his own embassy in the material world. A place called Shwetadweep, the island of the milk ocean. So you know embassy means, if you have the Indian embassy, if you go inside the Indian embassy, is it America? Or... If you wanted to have some refuge from America, you go inside the Indian embassy, then you're actually in India. So when Krishna has his Swetadweep, that is not that is considered a Vaikuntha planet in the universe. It is an embassy. So when the Devatas have problems, like before Krishna was born, there are many powerful demons on earth. There was uh, Kamsa, or Shishupal, Shalva, Dantavakra, uh, Kaliyavana, Putana. There were so many powerful. And so they went to Brahma and they said, we need help. And so Brahma said, we have to go and go to the Lord himself. I cannot, this is beyond my powers. So they all went to Shwetadweep, the island on the milk ocean, and offered their prayers for the Lord to appear. So according to Sastra, all avatars come from that form. Either the form known as Shirodakshai Vishnu, who is in every Adam, or the form of Garbhodakshay Vishnu who has a lotus flower. The avatars that appear in this world are from them. Matsya, Kurma, Varaha, Nrsingha, Vamana, Kalki, Buddha. But according to Sasha also, 
once in a thousand cycles, only once does the Lord appear in His original form. So what does that mean, original form? Now, if someone goes to Narayan, can you go and give him a nice big bear hug? If you go to a temple of Lord Vishnu, how do you behave? Very respectful. But Krishna, no, you dance. Different relationship. Now, what is your career? What kind of work do you do? Public health. So do you have some people who respect you in your job? Do you have some anybody anybody who is uh, who has some junior relationship, like em- employee, anybody who works under you? Okay. So just imagine you are a judge. In fact, you are the uh, uh, supreme justice judge. So as a judge, does a judge get a lot of respect? He gets a lot of respect. Do people treat the judge very casually or they say your honor? Yes. So, imagine yourself in the position of a judge. What relationship would be more satisfying to you when your mother says, I love you, my dear daughter, or when the lawyer in the court says, Your honor, which one is more satisfying to you? Mother, in this world, everything you see in this world comes from the spiritual world. So the Bhagavan has all relationships, but the relationships that are most dear are those that are more intimate. So the form of Vishnu is, is Krishna himself, but that's him wearing his work clothes. That's him being God, being the boss. But his form of Krishna is him at home, when the work is done. And he can be more intimate, more close. So the form of Vishnu, does the, does the, uh, the judge, does he behave in a, uh, does he start dancing in the court? Does he ever dance? But maybe he may dance with his wife. Put some music on and he dances. So, the full expression of the judge is not found in the court. It is found at home. So the full expression of Bhagavan is not found in Vaikuntha, in the in the Narayan form. That is still him being a little bit of the boss. The full expression is when he is revealed in Vrindavan. So Krishna is known as Swayam Bhagavan. Swayam means original. So in the Bhagavatam, in the uh, is it chapter two, chapter three, there's a chapter called the Source of Incarnations, and they describe all the avatars, and they say Krishna is too Bhagavan Swayam, but Krishna is the original form. Everything is covered. Yes. Everything is covered. So, Krishna possesses four qualities that Narayan will not manifest. Although it is him, he does not manifest those qualities in that form. So he is uh, Venu Madhuri. He plays a very sweet flute, it says here. Just attracting everyone. Rupa Madhuri. He is very beautiful. We hear here, Lord Narayan and all the Lakshmis are attracted to Krishna. Vena Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya. Leela Madhurya. His pastimes. 
are so sweet. Vena Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya, Leela Madhurya. Does anybody know the fourth one? Because I can't remember it. I think it might have to do with some characteristic or so. Maybe if we read more, we'll find it. So the, we'll read that translation once again. The sweetness of Krishna's beauty is enjoyed by the gopis is unparalleled. Nothing is equal to or greater than such ecstatic sweetness. Even the predominant deities of the Vaikuntha planets, the Narayanas, do not possess such sweetness. Indeed, none of the incarnations of Krishna up to Narayan possess such transcendental beauty. Tate Shakshi, this is the last verse here. Tate Sakshi Serama Nayanera Priyatama Pativrata Ganera Upasya Tenhuye Madura Lobhe Chadisab Kama Bhoge Vrata Kari Karila Tapasya The vivid evidence in this regard is that the dearest consort of Narayan, the goddess of fortune, who is worshipped by all chaste women, gave up everything in her desire to, to enjoy Krishna, being captivated by his unparalleled sweetness. Thus she took a great vow and underwent severe austerities. So Lakshmi, she is doing austerity. She wants to be in the Rasalila. Still she cannot get it. She can stand in the side and watch. Because her, her love is not pure. It is mixed with respect. And the gopi's love is just 100% full heart. Like the mother's love is much more than the lawyer's love of the judge. Lawyer's love of the judge is just out of respect, reverence, where the mother's full heart is there. Okay, we'll stop here. Some question? What, what is wrong with respect? Why is it considered impure? It is not necessarily impure, but it's that, um, for example, here's Krishna getting uh, chastised by his mother. It says, if you take fear, and you make uh, fear into a persona, bhaya rupa, so, said everybody would be afraid of this, this personified form of fear. Everyone would be afraid of that. But fear is afraid of whom? Krishna himself. And Krishna is afraid of his mother. So one day, or two, twice, Krishna was, once when he was a baby, was an infant and she was breastfeeding him. And the other time when he was a little boy, Krishna's friends went and complained to his mother. Said, Ma, Krishna is eating dirt. And he says, no, they're lying. We were playing a game and I lost and they're picking on me. And she knows very well not to trust Krishna. She said, Krishna, open your mouth. Are you eating dirt? And so she opens his mouth and what does she see? The entire universe, which does have a lot of dirt. So she sees the entire universe all the planets, earth, water, fire, air, ether, all the different elements. And she even sees the planet that she is on. And she sees herself looking into his mouth, in his mouth. And so immediately she is overcome with great respect. And she starts being not very... Motherly towards Krishna, but off, begins to offer prayers and, and also be fearful. 
And Krishna was not very happy with this. So he, he covered her over with yoga maya. And she forgot, oh, my baby again. Because she can't give that love to him very closely if she recognizes that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So if you look at the Govardhan painting, everybody's there holding up sticks. They cannot imagine, even if Krishna is doing something only the Lord can do, only God can do, they still cannot see him as God. Because that would distance their relationship. So there are two types of maya. There is Mahamaya and there is Yoga Maya. So what is Mahamaya? Mahamaya is that energy that makes you forget that Krishna is God. So you can be away from Him. And what is Yoga Maya? The energy that makes you forget that Krishna is God. So you can be closer to him. So look at all of them. They're so close to Krishna. Nobody gives him any credit. He lifts the mountain. They're saying, oh, it's because of Mother Shoda's blessings. It's because of Nanda Maharaj is so pious. It is because uh, Maru Mangal is such a nice Brahmin. It is because of Radharani. Her purity. Nobody gives Krishna any credit. And that way they can be very close to him. And so, once the gopis gave, Radharani was looking at Krishna and Krishna started to feel a little nervous. And the hill started to shake. And so they're, oh, oh, he needs our help. So they put the sticks up. He needs our help. And then one day, he decided, okay, they think they need my help. They, I need their help. So he kind of let a little bit of the hill lead. They're, oh, this is very heavy. <laughs> so even if Krishna does something like that, still, uh, because of the energy of yoga maya, the relationship will not be hampered by fear and respect. They just see him. Oh, no, no. He is, he is my neighbor. He is my next door neighbor. He is my sweetheart. He is the darling Krishna. Because as soon as there is some fear and respect, there is a distance. Aha, yeah. That was the aha moment that the Acharyas had with the Bhagavad Gita. And they figured out, he started with ah and ended up with ha. They had an aha moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. You 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 ever heard uh, the wife is the better half of the husband. And if you type in the, uh, the internet, where does this statement come from? They'll say, oh, it is from the 1800s English literature. But it's there in the Vedas itself, quoted by Vishnu Chakravati Thakur. It all, so many things come from 5,000 years ago, directly from the Vedas. They say, oh no, this is from 100 years ago, from the English literature. If you study philosophy um, in, in the university, they'll say the, the uh, tradition of intellectually uh, analyzing different philosophical uh, thesis that comes from Greece. This is kind of a colonial idea where they, you know, claim everything comes from the, the Europeans. But you find this is such a uh, more elaborate philosophy, philosophical traditions of analyzing, like Vedanta, very, very philosophical. It is not. Uh, Krishna doesn't tell Arjuna, okay, I want you to believe what I say. Every, everything Krishna says, Arjuna is asking questions. Even if he, Krishna gives the answer, Arjuna is questioning the answer. Wait a minute. You said 
the, 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 he says that in the third chapter, and then he says again, fifth chapter, wait a minute, you said this, but 18 chapters, first, uh, nine, not nine, but not first, but nine of those chapters, half of those chapters start with a question, and the other half start with an implied question. The whole thing is full of uh, this quest for clarity, this quest for satyam, truth. Not an imposed, uh, you have to accept out of fear. Any other comments or questions? I'll tell you one little story. So once Krishna was being teased that uh, Mother Yashoda is not his real mother. And so he was very, very sad. They were saying, no, no, they were saying, oh, your real mother is Devaki, you're not, that's not your real mother. Trying to remember the order of the pastime. So there is, I think it is one of Kamsa's relatives, a female relative in uh, in Mathura. This relative is kind of like a, you know who Kutila and Jatila is? These are um, relatives of Radharani that are antagonistic towards Krishna. And so this relative of Kamsa, she is also like that. And so, at one day in Mathura, they decided to do a yagya. Big, important celebration. I can't, um, I have it recorded. I need to listen to the story so I can remember all the points. But they did this yagya. And Narada Muni was asked to invite everybody. But this relative of Kamsa said, but don't invite the Brijbasis. Yashoda thinks she's Krishna's mother, but she's not really Krishna's mother. So she had kind of antagonistic relationship with the bridge bosses. So Narada Muni, he is generally a trouble causer. So he immediately goes to Vrindavan and says, hey, there is this yagya happening. Um, but maybe he didn't get an invitation. They're like, yeah, yeah, you don't give me your mother and father. You don't have to invite them. They're they're automatically invited. So that's maybe why they didn't didn't send an invitation. So all bridge bosses come to Matura at the gate, and. This, this lady who is uh, one of Kamsa's relatives, she stops them at the gate and says, you're not invited here. Besides, you're not Krishna's mother. And she said, she brought Devaki with her. She said, this is Krishna's mother. So Narada said, okay, if she is Krishna's mother, she should call Krishna. And if he is Krishna's mother... They're both Krishna's mother, but if she is the most dear, Krishna will come immediately. So she said, okay, call Krishna. She said, Krishna, Vasudev, she started calling. And Krishna is inside the uh, the, the city, doing performing the yagya. And then Madhya Shoda starts to call. She says, Kana, Kanai. She starts calling Krishna with such love. Krishna immediately turns into a childlike figure and starts running with tears in his eyes. Runs all the way and sits in her lap. His whole form changes and he runs outside of Mathura and jumps into her lap. This is Krishna's mother. So mother, the form of Devaki, she has love but it is mixed with respect. She knows he is God. If your son is God, then what can you, you, you don't, you don't, he doesn't need you, your protection. He doesn't need your supervision. But the mother who thinks her child is helpless, oh, so much love is there. She thinks, I have to watch him, I have to care for him, I have to scold him. Look at her, she is scolding Krishna. Krishna. 
like Lord Chaitanya, they told once, say the he said, your son is a, is the supreme personality of Godhead, Krishna himself. Don't scold him. He said, no, no, I will scold him. Yeah. They were afraid he would become, he is, he is stealing butter. Maybe he will steal chariots. We have to train him not to be naughty kid. So you can't scold him if you think he is God. Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Go Premanandi. So next week we start with text 117. Adikrishna.